You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Utes here on a Wednesday. Hope you all are doing great wherever you might be listening in from. Plenty to get to ahead on a Wednesday here on the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about USC and how the Trojans perceive Utah in football. Our good friend Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com talked about this and what it means for USC to face off against the Utes. We're going to talk about that, let you hear what he had to say about that ahead on today's show. We'll also catch up on all the Utah news you need to know about. A big win for the Utah softball program on their home field. We'll talk about that. And we'll also continue on with looks at the Wisconsin series for Utah. The overall thought of how non-conference scheduling is going for the Utes under Mark Harlan. A lot to get to ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today in part by our good friends of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Make sure you join NFL Draft host Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak for recaps and analysis of the 2021 NFL Draft as well as a look ahead to next year's future first round picks. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts just like this one. All right, without further ado, let's get going here on a hump day. This is the Locked On Utes Podcast for May 5th, 2021. Once again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast, your daily podcast focused on all things Utah. I'm Jay Catch, normally joined by Brian Brown, but I am doing my first, I believe, and only single show, solo show here on the Locked On Utes podcast. Brian had some other prior engagements. Let him have the day off, and I am your guys' host here on a Wednesday on Locked On Utes. A reminder before we get going, though, and it's something that we remind you guys often of, but I want to encourage you guys to make sure you hit that follow button wherever you're listening in from. Whether it's the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, the brand new Odyssey app, no matter what it might be, hit that follow button. Join us every single day. We will make sure you guys are up to speed on everything you know about the Utes every single morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever you might listen to this here podcast. All right, folks, getting going here on a Wednesday, and I had an interesting conversation on my radio show that I work for. Some of you may know this, some of you may not. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City. I am the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning. Now, your personal feelings aside about David and Patrick, I I know that there are varying opinions of those guys that vary wildly, but... I am an unabashed fan of the show. I grew up listening to it, and I love working on it. We had Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com on the show earlier this week to talk about the USC Trojans. We do what we like to call a spring football tour, going around the Pac-12, looking at the upcoming season, coming out of spring ball. How are these teams looking? Getting these insiders' looks at these different programs. There was an interesting question posed by David James to Ryan Abraham that I think that will peak all Utah fans' interest. The question was asked, obviously, that Utah will be facing USC this season in addition to that team down south. Okay, BYU. We can say the three letters. Let's be clear about that. We can say it. 
but BYU will also face off against USC. And David James was asking Ryan, because USC came to Provo two years ago and lost to the Cougars. Well, what is the juice for both of these games? Is there juice for them? Or what are your thoughts? He asked Ryan that question. Well, here's what Ryan had to say in response. Less so for the BYU game. I mean, they were pretty upset uh, to, to lose that game going on the road. But, I mean, the Utah one is somewhat, I think that's, where USC fans circle it all the time. I mean, they, I think if they played BYU more, you would get a little bit more of that. I, don't, I mean, there'll be some kind of revenge factor or whatever, but the, the Utah game, just because it's a, a divisional opponent, um, you've seen so many you know, good games, and the home team has, has won a whole lot of those ones. Um, I think that's one that USC fans have, have circled. And, and Utah's one of the programs where you're like, oh, they, you know, lost quarterback, lost running back, lost a bunch of production, but you still know they're going to be great on the lines. There's, still, there's always going to be, you know, Kyle Whittingham, is, uh, is just, a, just such a great developer of talent. They always are able to kind of reload and do their kind of system and, and make it work and, and make it tough on teams. I think USC fans uh, realize that. So you can say, oh, Arizona State's on the rise or UCLA looks better. But, you know, I think USC fans know that if you're going to win the South, it's got to go through uh, Utah. And, you know, winning the division for two years in a row, uh, I think that got a lot of Trojan fans' attention. So, I, yeah, I think – that's the one, if you're going to talk about a Pac-12 South game, it's UCLA because of the, the rivalry and stuff, but the Utah one, I think, is the one they always look forward to because they you know, they know it's, it's really important as far as trying to win the Pac-12. There you go. Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com. I will endeavor to actually get him on this podcast. He is a great, great host. By the way, if you don't listen to Podcast of Champions, it's a Pac-12 podcast that's co-hosted by Ryan. I would encourage you guys to check that one out. But very interesting to hear him say, you know what? Yes, USC was mad to lose to BYU in Provo because obviously BYU is considered uh, what a G5, Power 5. I don't know even know what to describe BYU as, but he said that the juice really comes from the Utah game. That is what USC is all about because Utah has stood in the Trojans' way. They have been an impediment, a roadblock for USC trying to get back to the top of the heap, top of the pack when it comes to the Pac-12, and I can understand that. It was good to hear them say that, though, because Ryan really has the pulse of USC fans. USCfootball.com is part of the 24-7 Sports Network. It is a fan-driven website. People pay subscription fees to be part of it. Many of you are members of UteZone.com. If you are not, get on it. Brian, Steve, the rest of the team over there, Michelle, over at UteZone, kill it. They do a fantastic job. They have the pulse of Ute Nation. Well, Ryan Abraham has it for the Trojans, and you heard him say that Utah really is a team that USC gets up for. They look forward to that game, and it's a game that they understand that they have to win if they want to win the Pac-12. Ryan later on went on to say in that interview that he believes the schedule this year for USC sets up for them to have what he called, quote, an epic run, unquote, meaning he thinks they may have a chance at running towards the college football playoff, the Pac-12 championship game, get themselves back on top in the Pac-12, and, well, that would come at the expense of the University of Utah, but you heard him talk about the fact that Utah is just a hard-nosed, tough team that USC understands they're going to have to go through if they do want to win the Pac-12 South. I think that is some absolutely mad respect coming from a guy who has many, many years of covering teams in this conference. Like I said, he hosts the podcast of champions, covers the entire Pac-12. He understands what Utah brings to this conference. He understands how tough of a game it is for USC. And I think that Utah, Utah fans, Utah players, coaches, personnel, administrators, they should all take some pride that USC gave him a little bit of a tip of the cap there via 
Ryan Abraham. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I want to continue with on with the football theme of things. I didn't get my chance to sound off on the Wisconsin series for Utah, but I'm going to expand the topic to include how incredible of a job that Mark Harlan is doing in football scheduling since taking over as Utah's athletic director. We'll touch on that in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at 1010. What is 1010? Well, let me explain. It is a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, the 10 female design masters have each created a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagements, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day. If you need a Mother's Day gift, check it out, guys. They're only at BlueNile.com, though. B-L-U-E-N-I-L.com. The Nile River, color blue. Real simple to remember. Just search the words 10 by 10 when you get to BlueNile.com. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced, you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. All right, folks, I need to take a minute today and talk to you about Brian and I's favorite ad to do, and that is our good friends at Built Bar. They are the best-tasting protein bars, and they are absolutely incredible. I want to encourage you guys to check them out. What they love, what I, well, what I love, what they love, what I love about Built Bars is they are high-protein, high-fiber, low-sugar, low-calorie. They are the perfect complement, but also the my, one of my favorite treats to have during the day. Like I said, it's a healthy treat for you guys to enjoy. I want to encourage you guys to check it out. They have nine delicious flavors plus the occasional quote-unquote limited time flavor. Currently, some of my favorites among the group, coconut almond, cherry, mint brownie, and by the way, peanut butter brownie, you just can't go wrong with a peanut butter brownie flavor. I'll ch- I would encourage you guys to check it out. And also, we just talked about Mother's Day with BlueNile.com. Well, there's another way to take care of Mother's Day, and that is order your mom something for Mother's Day from BuiltBar.com. I believe that you guys will enjoy Built Bars. I think your moms will enjoy Built Bars if they give them a shot if they haven't done so already. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. You can use the promo code LOCKED15 when you get there to get 15% off your next order. If you've never tried Built Bar or your mom has never tried it, I would encourage you guys to get the variety pack. It has all nine flavors of current built bars, two of each for an 18 total number of bars in the package. I made that very clunky, but I apologize. You get the gist. 18 bars, nine different flavors. Give them a shot. Promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com to save some money while you're there. Do it all at BuiltBar.com as they are the best tasting protein bars anywhere. All right, folks, let's take a minute and talk some Utah football scheduling, shall we? Obviously, Brian touched on this earlier in the week, but a great announcement from the University of Utah of a home-and-home series with Wisconsin. The Utes will start that series in Madison on September 16th, 2028, and a return game in Rice-Eccles Stadium on Saturday, September 10th, 2033. That's a long ways off, I can tell you that much. 12 years away, for example, my daughter, she is four years old, will be driving or near driving by the time that that game comes around in 2033. 
Crazy to think about how far off it is, but I am looking forward to it all the same. I think this is just the latest of a great run of scheduling for Mark Harlan and the University of Utah. When he came to Utah, he told the media, myself, guys like DJ and PK, Anybody that would listen to him, he said that, hey, we need to upgrade the non-conference scheduling. And he wasn't trying to make a dig at Chris Hill, because I think Chris Hill was doing the best that he could with what he had going for him. He understood how Utah had been near the bottom of the Mountain West, the WAC, and had risen to incredible heights. Obviously, when you go undefeated twice at the Mountain West level, 04 and 08, those are legendary, legendary seasons. But think about it, folks. The 1980s, those of you that are longtime Utah fans, you know how difficult. Down Utah was. Ron McBride did a lot of heavy lifting with the help of Chris Hill. Eventually, that gave way to Urban Meyer, put together that 2004 run. 03 to 04 was absolutely incredible. Then Kyle Whittingham goes undefeated in 2008 and is now transitioned to the Pac 12. Well, as a result, the funny thing was that Utah, and let's be clear about this, was not scheduling as many other Power 5 programs do. I don't begrudge the Utes for playing a FCS game each year. I don't I don't begrudge them at all. And I also understand that there's a lot of angst out there about playing BYU every year. While I personally want to see that game played every year, I think the rivalry means a lot to this state. I think it means more to fan bases than they care to admit on either side. But I do think that Utah absolutely could schedule up. Gone are the days of scheduling Fresno State, San Diego State, playing at Wyoming. Those are out the door with Mark Harlan. He understands they need to have more juice in the non-conference scheduling. And he's gone about doing it by adding multiple home-and-home series with Power 5 opponents. Those will start off with Florida next year, 2022-2023. Baylor begins in 2023, also 2024. Arkansas, 2026, 2029 and LSU in 2031 and 2032 are also on the docket. I think all of these series, including the latest one with Wisconsin, are home run schedulings for Utah football. I think the Utes are going to be well benefited from playing these games. I think that you will get more run out of going and potentially losing a game against one of these opponents than you would going and beating Wyoming in Laramie or San Diego State in San Diego. It's as simple as that. You need to have Power 5 teams on your schedule outside your conference schedule. I understand the nine-game conference schedule is an absolute grind. It really is. And, I, man, I'm not trying to say that it's not. I just believe that Utah needed to upgrade their scheduling, and that's exactly what Mark Harlan has endeavored to do since taking over as Utah's athletic director. I think he's done a marvelous job. I am looking forward to that series against Florida. I would love to go to the Swamp and watch the Utes play down there in Gainesville. Baylor, I've heard great things about Waco. I've also heard that Arkansas, it's SEC. They have a lot of good things going for them at Arkansas. And LSU, obviously. Death Valley, man, I would kill to see Utah playing late at night at Death Valley. I know that maybe Utah fans, you don't want to see that. But for me personally, being a junkie for college football overall, the passion, the pride, the traditions of this sport, there is nothing better, in my opinion, than a big game on the field at Death Valley there in Baton Rouge. I'm looking forward to that. And by the way, as a guy who has been to Madison, Wisconsin to watch a football game, I happened to go watch a certain team down south once again, BYU take on Wisconsin a few years back. Madison is an incredible college football town. If you want to go get a true college town feel with big-time football, go 
to Madison. It was absolutely stellar. Camp Randall, it is older and older and older. It's older than dirt. It's just not one of those stadiums you think of as being uh, a legendary stadium, but I'll tell you this much. When they do jump around between the third and the fourth quarters, that entire stadium shakes. It is absolutely incredible and it is worth experiencing for yourself. If you have the means to do so, get yourself to Madison in 2028. It will be well worth the experience. And by the way, September for that game, weather is going to be fantastic. I was there in November freezing my rear end off. It was awful, but I had a great time all the same. Get the cheese curds and vibe a little bit if you so desire. It is a great, great time there in Madison. It is a true college town. And by the way, how many student unions have multiple bars inside of them? I'm going to guess that Wisconsin's among the few that have that, but they do have it. It's just one of those things unique to Wisconsin and it is worth the trip. So you know what? I didn't get a chance earlier this week on the podcast to talk about the Wisconsin series, but I got to tip my cap to Mark Harlan. He is doing a masterful job at upgrading the scheduling for the Utah football program. They are going to be benefited by these upgrades in the schedule. Who knows however long uh, Utah is going to have Kyle Whittingham at the helm. I would imagine in the next five years that Kyle Whittingham decides to call it a career, but whoever takes over, they're going to have some stellar matchups to prepare for every year. And the nice part is is players look forward to these. They want to go to the Swamp. They want to go to Gainesville. They want to go to Death Valley, LSU. They want to go to Camp Randall there in Madison. These are programs, these are stadiums that they have seen on TV their entire lives dreaming of playing in those venues. Now they will get to have that be a reality. It's a recruiting tool you can use. You can say, hey, we're going to play X school here, X school there. Then you guys can help be a part of that if you come to Utah. It is a great, great time to go to Madison. I would encourage you guys, like I said, if you have a chance to go in 2028, book it now. Start planning for it. Start saving for it. Get ready for it because it is a great, great experience to watch football there in Madison, Wisconsin. So there you go. Once again, some thoughts on Utah football non-conference scheduling. I really, really like what the Utes are doing. I got to tip my cap once again to Mark Harlan. I know that Kyle Whittingham has a say in all of this, but I think he also understood, hey, we got to upgrade the scheduling. Yeah, we can't go to San Diego State. We can't go to Wyoming. We're bigger than that now. We're no longer in the Mountain West. Why don't we start scheduling like a big boy if we're going to play big boy football? All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll catch you guys up on everything else going on in Utah news, including softball winning in a dominant fashion on their home field. We'll touch on all of that here in a few moments. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, folks. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all of the action online at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of you UFC and MMA action at Bet Online. Check them out at betonline.ag. Head over there on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, their sign up bonuses, even contest information is available to you guys. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website now or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus upon your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Get 50% added to whatever you guys have in your account at that time when it comes to betonline.ag. Yes, Free money, courtesy of the sportsbook. Take advantage of it now. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
All right, folks, let's close out a Wednesday here on the podcast with a rundown of all the Utah news that you need to know about before we go here. Let's start off with the Utah track and field team. They had a short turnaround, but they were at the Weber State Twilight Meet inside Stewart Stadium earlier this week, and two victories came out of it. Freshman Annie Murdoch got things rolling in the 400-meter dash with her first career event victory, clocking in at 57 seconds, 57.08 seconds, excuse me, and then Jazzy York made it back-to-back event victories for Utah when she won the 800 meters with a personal best time of 2 minutes 12.4 seconds so congratulations to both of them on those victories and best of luck to the rest of the Utah track and field program as they continue to kind of get ready for the Pac-12 championships obviously the NCAA championships plenty upcoming for track and field. On to women's softball. The softball team enjoyed a dominant victory, 8-0 over Weber State in six innings. Congratulations to the Utes on the win. They had 10 hits. Weber State had four errors. That's a little bit strange to see that many errors, but Utah benefited from it. The Utes are now 20-27 and on the season. Congratulations to Amy Hogue on the victory and her team. Utah will be back in action uh, for the final regular season road trip of the season this week, taking on number five ranked with Washington in a four-game series. The first game in that series begins Friday at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. Best of luck to Coach Hogue and her team as they head to the Pacific Northwest up there in Seattle. Now, one final note before we go here. I'm not sure that Brian touched on this earlier in the week. If he did, I apologize for doubling him up. But I wanted to say congratulations to the 2021 graduates of the Ute Academy. What is the Ute Academy, you might ask? The Ute Academy focuses on four pillars to prepare student-athletes for life after sport. That includes career and professional development, leadership development, personal development, and community service. So all of these players, all of these athletes have to be part of this to make sure that they get across all four of these different pillars. But also, they have to be an upperclassman. They've got to volunteer in either the professional development groups, register for NX Utes. They have to be part of network night, career advisor meetings, among others. They do an incredible job making sure these student athletes are ready for the next part of their life. Well, there are 16 athletes who have graduated as part of the 2021 class. I want to highlight all 16 of them real quick here. Emma Broom from the Women's Swim and Dive Program. Moraine Corbin from Women's Basketball. Isaac DeVoe from Baseball. SJ Edwards from the Soccer Program. Samelu Eliasaya from Football. Whitney Hessler from the Track Program. Grace Horvath from Women's Swim and Dive. Justin Kelly from the Baseball Program. Kenzie Korber from Volleyball. Emily LeBlanc from Gymnastics. Jacqueline Martin from the Track Program. Ruby Jane Matthewson from track, Jasmine Rich from the women's tennis program, Noah Rodriguez Trammell from the football program, Olivia Tierlink from beach volleyball, and Alexa Van Komen from the women's volleyball program. Congratulations to all 16 of you on a job well done, and best of luck to you as you move forward now in whatever is next for you guys in life. I think being a graduate of the Ute Academy will absolutely be a benefit to all 16 of these athletes, and my hope is that down the road, the majority of Utah's uh, programs, speaking of sporting programs, have more and more athletes participate in this and graduate from this academy. All right, that is going to do it for us here on a Wednesday. Once again, Brian will be back hopefully tomorrow. If not, you'll get another solo show with myself. That'll be fun, won't it? You guys will love it. Let me know what you guys think about this. By the way, Give a shout-out to Brian. He picks up a lot of the slack where I fall short. I've got a lot on my plate with my radio responsibilities in addition to recording other podcasts, but I love doing this show. 
If I can speak frankly, I know many of you understand me to be a quote unquote BYU guy. It's part of my professional responsibility at my radio station. I happen to be our BYU reporter, but I still love talking about the Utes. I am a young man who grew up a fan of the running Utes in the 1990s that will never go away. What Rick Majerus did... You can't replicate it, I feel like, in this modern day and age, but I know that Craig Smith will endeavor to do so. But I love talking about the Utes. I love being a co-host here on this podcast. I love working with Brian. And most of all, I love that you guys enjoy this show. I hope you guys continue to find it of worth. Make sure to join us every day as we talk about all things Utes. And in the meantime, have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked on Utes podcast from May 5th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.